Oh yes, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans, it's one of my two favorite times of the year. You have to guess my second one, but this one is Halloween season, and we're getting a spooktacular season marathon going right. What is this? What is this crawling up my leg? Oh, it's slimy. Wait a minute, is that James Gunn Slither? Yes, it is! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movie. Oh. now. Here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasures. Yes! 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 Guilty Movie Pleasure that's fans! What, that's, that's what happens that's when you a, take a week off. That's that is what, what happens when you take a week off and you forget the word marathon halfway in. Because I was like, we're kicking off the Halloween season stuff right. I had like two seasons. I, take a while guesses to that second one. Christmas is my second. Oh, I was going to say pumpkin spice season. You know what? Trick that's question. technically now. I know, trick question. That's Here's the thought. thing. Halloween and Christmas, when people are like, which do you like more? I like them both equally, but for different reasons. Because Halloween is spooky and fun, and you can watch like really crazy movies, and then Christmas makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. You know? And I get to watch all the like Home Alones and Elf and Die Hard and that kind of stuff. Mm. And Gremlins. That's a great classic. mix of the two. A classic. That's, Anyways, a, that's a segue. It is. It's that's a what you call a segue y- between yeah. seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, The Ben Vet. <laughs> that's not my first name. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I need to sleep. I'm your host, Ben Bagley, oh, okay. at the Ben Bagley on Twitter. And with me, as always... I'm your co-host, the Jesse McIntosh. You, uh, you can find me on social media at Too Much Jesse. <laughs> I need. I really need this coffee. Holy shit. All right, let's all take a take a break. Take a yeah, quick yeah. break while Ben for you, gets some for coffee. For those of you listening too bad, you're going to have some dead air there. So today we are, we're talking about Slither, which um, I... I remember I watched this movie when it came out. I'm just I gonna, watched it too. I'm oh. just going to get right into yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, so it came out in 2006. I remember, I think I just bought it and watched it. Yeah, because I, I had never seen it. I think I just got it from 2020 Video. And I was like, no, oh, this sounds like fun. Back, uh, rest in peace, 2020 Video. <laughs> there used to be a video chain out here um, where it was always in a sketchy plaza and they had an adult section. So there was always sketchy characters in there. But man, they had some DVD deals. Sure. This is like seven dollars, which at the time now would be fifty cents. But at the time, seven bucks was a steal for that's, a DVD. That's a win. That was a win. Anyways, now that I've of gone this down, quality? gone down $7? memory lane. Yeah. Uh, this movie, <clears throat> I remember when I saw it, I thought it was a blast. I um, I love this kind of movie. Is my kind of Halloween season movie where it's like fun and gory and gross, but not to the degree like where I want to barf. Um, some of it, though, got really nasty. Some of it got real nasty. <laughs> but it's all in the spirit of, like, fun. And, and to me, this is, like, the highest budget trauma film I've ever seen. And trauma is, like, a toxic... You had a, a blank yeah. stare, like, I should know what that means. I've, well, I was uh, like, did Ben just mispronounce trauma? And we're just no, going to tra- <laughs> move forward? Like, nothing no, happened? Lloyd Kaufman's trauma films, like, uh, Toxic Avenger, uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man, got all that stuff. Um and I just had a blast with this movie when it first came out, and I, I watched it a few times that I haven't seen it in a while, and then I watched Night of the Creeps, which is basically, this is almost like a remake of that. There's an 80s movie called Night of the Creeps that's very similar, it's about an asteroid that lands, and these worms make people go it crazy. Sounds, and it sounds it's, like the same. It's almost the same movie, and they're both awesome. So you should see Night of the Creeps, too, because it's fantastic as well. It has the guy from Halloween 3 as the sheriff and he has this awesome line that I tried to sneak into Funhouse Massacre and it didn't work where when he shows up to the crime scene he just looks at his deputy and goes thrill me and I thought that that was such a cool badass <laughs> line like thrill me and I tried to sneak that in there but it wouldn't work with the shots so anyways uh, would you, I, I, I re-watching it though I will say um, I still really enjoyed it but I remembered it being um, more epic and crazy and it's actually a very simple Movie more it's, epic in what way? Would I? I remembered like a huge, like body count of zombies at the end is what I thought I remembered. I thought I remembered a big showdown. Oh, like like, like the humans yeah. killed in hand to hand combat, a bunch yeah. of zombies. I thought I remembered like the two twin girls like fighting or something, but that oh. family doesn't really. But I still had a blast. I, I I was super grossed out, and I'll I'll wait to talk about those specific moments, but in a fun way because, like I said, this is otherworldly gross it's not like uh somebody you know doing something realistically disturbing to to another human being that's why this one like 
the worm. <laughs> my favorite is the the girl that gets the worm in her mouth and gets to see everything that they're gonna do. Yeah. And, but we'll get to that. But I, I still had a blast with it. I would highly recommend this movie to people who love fun gore. And I'm gonna stop rambling because I've talked already almost the entire length of the show. Jesse, what do you think? You've never seen uh, this. You can find me at Twitter and Instagram. Oh. <laughs> That's it. Oh, that's it. We'll see you next <laughs> week. All right. <laughs> um, no, I had never. Well, I saw it in theaters when it first came out with Ben's childhood buddy, Corey. Shout out to Corey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I had never seen this movie before. <laughs> no, I thought that uh, was so funny. <laughs> I laughed really hard at that. <laughs> nice. Um, shout out to Corey. You guys know Corey. Shout out to Corey. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> no, I'd never oh, seen it before. Um, I did also want to say one other thing. This is unrelated, but I did promise someone I would say this, and he he insisted that he would be a fan of the show forever if I said this without any context. I told uh, a guy named Just or Dustin, pardon me, a couple of weeks ago that I would shit on his chest, and so I'm not going to tell you anything else. All right. Just that happened. Hey. Um, I hope Dustin, you're listening, and you're now a listener for life. Hey, um, if that got us a listener for life, that's what I'm saying. I'll say it too. For, I mean, go ahead. No, I mean, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have proof that I'm gonna yeah. get a listener for life. He All needs right. to listen to so, at least four episodes. Uh, a handwritten or listen to four episodes, or that, um, or a handwritten note. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so I saw Slither uh, today, and it was it was so uh, gross. Like it <laughs> yeah, was like, really, really gross. And I think just like the. <laughs> Like texturally, it was gross. Like you see people well, turning into demons. A lot of it's and, super practical. The, the yeah, there's not a ton of CGI other than the slithering, and a lot of that's even puppetry too, or never it can be. Yeah, but just like the end scene where people are merging that's what into I was gonna say. his fat behind. Specifically, the guy that takes his robe off, and then like, it's awesome how his face goes into it, and then like it's so sticky, it stretches his lip out, and it's like that's all practical and not CGI. It's and, so disgusting. Um, so I had, guessing so, but, you okay. had a- no, no, no. But the movie itself yeah. was a really fun movie. Yeah. Um, and it had like a lot of the elements of what you would expect, but also like it was it was well put together and well thought through. Yeah, I thought. And it's paced like it just goes. It's yeah. Like he the, the um, and it it has that cool stuff with like a body horror with uh, Michael Rooker's character turning into this crazy weird squid looking thing. Yeah, and and then it kind of goes into a zombie film, and then yeah, it's there were a lot of fun stuff. There were a couple of things with the what would you call them? Are they they said he was squid like, but they're like worms, slugs, like slugs right? or yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, there yeah, are a couple slugs. of a couple of things where I didn't understand what they did. I understood their purpose, like, like we, the spitting. Yeah, I don't understand what that yeah, is. Yeah, I didn't Except understand the spitting, them? and some of them became him, and some of them were able to think on their own for a little while and some like do you know what I mean? Like there yeah, were just, the rules are a little fast and loose. It was a little bit hazy. From what I could understand is the the <clears throat> the like weird main slug right. uh basically shot that thing into Michael Rooker's chest. And we're yes. just gonna go through the what we think is the rules real quick yeah. of it. Just we need to we'll, establish rules. We'll sum up the alien progression. Mm-hmm. And whatever that did, it made him be able to shoot two tentacles out uh, of his chest, which then he, sh- in, in probably what I thought was the most disturbing and grossest scene in the movie, when he, uh, and maybe, I think I was also more heightened to the grossness because my, my mother-in-law was staying over to help with our oh. daughter, and she kept walking by, and I'd be like, I'd pause it like, hey, what's, ha, <laughs> I didn't want her to like see like <laughs> these tentacles going into the the town kind of floozy and her going like blah, 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 and like blood and everything and, her, and yeah. my mother-in-law being like what the you should have gone the other way and just every time she walked by had a different article of clothing taken off <laughs> I just like, like what is what, what the fuck is wrong with Ben happening? Yeah. <laughs> I remember I paused it specifically when Nathan Fillion had the in the end when he pulls it out and all the pus comes out yeah and I think she was horrified by that sure but I, I in fact she was going to come down and like watch on her iPad uh, something, and I was like, you don't want to sit here for this. I was mm-hmm. like, you don't. And she was Find like, a different oh, okay, room. cool. Anyways. Um, but she, what she wanted to watch on her iPad was Slither. She was just like, no, you're I think it was a Hallmark movie. Oh, okay. I don't want any spoilers. <laughs> Cloudy with a Chance of Love Part 2. It's the sequel without me in it. Um, but no, I, what were we talking about? No that? Chance of Love in that case. I forget what we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about that. Uh, we were talking oh, about the rules of the The area. rules of it. So he gets injected with that thing. Uh, the weird like spear mm-hmm. and then he has the tentacles that come out of him 
And we find out later that apparently, in fact, let's just play that clip, that which just since we're talking about the rules, clip number 12. Yep. I need both of them things and you to get all wormy. <laughs> so, oh, that's awesome. Can we play it again? Because Nathan Villian's reactions of me. He, By the way, Nathan Villian's just, I mean, we're jumping way ahead to the end, but, you know, we always forget the end yes. by the time, so it's good we're talking about it. He gets one of the tentacles in, and it looks like he's getting some sort of goo into him. And he's like, like foaming at the mouth before he can... Not vomiting. No, before he then takes the other tube and puts it into a propane tank, and then that sucks it in. So what I think it does is it shoots something in there and then sucks it out. Like It's like a almost like a dialysis machine. Oh, interesting. Only with... with okay. Or one is the... With slug embryo. Or one is the man part and one is the female part. So maybe he was getting... Because it's like this pus stuff. It's so fin- gross. Finish your thought. It, what are you may- trying to say? Basically, maybe he got, <laughs> maybe he got squid alien semen in him, but yep. no egg to fertilize. Because then she says this. You need both of them things and you to get all wormy. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. By the way, he's just pulled out this giant fucking huge like spear of a yeah. of a finger of, of like a nail. Right. A giant We're like mixing metaphors, spear. Huh? What is yeah. it? What would you even call I, that? I mean a bone a bone spike. A bone spike is uh, I think hooked the, up to a tentacle the scientific name of it. That shoved a whole bunch of whatever that was and then it's just like bone oozing out bone yeah. spike sperm. Let's just call it bone spike sperm. Yeah. So anyway, so he shoots these things out. But in the beginning, uh, Michael Rooker's character, a.k.a. Grant, uh, Mr. Grant, they he shoots these tentacles out into the town floozy. I forget her name. Who cares? Um, well, her dad, that's how she became the floozy, is people had that attitude about her. You're right. You're which right. is terrible. Like, respect that woman, Ben. <laughs> you're right. You're God right. damn it. <laughs> Brenda. Brenda. <laughs> it was Brenda, because it was, these things are fucking daring me apart, which we'll get to. But so he's shooting this stuff into her, and, I, and she becomes basically a massive alien womb which is, she's just like a she's like she houses the the slugs so do they need and this wasn't really explained but i'm speculating now did they need raw meat to i think so they're to, like maggots almost. yeah kind of right so. okay because then the other people he impregnated them when they're in the basement and they're all like i'm so hungry they're right. all eating to then become that big yeah uh and and then i think they they form more slugs and then eventually it's basically like a disease that just spread. They say it in the car where it's like a living disease right. from these slugs. Mm-hmm. But that's the host. The host has this weird tentacle thing. And then he just gets freakier and freakier looking. Yeah. And people. So but it was unclear to me who who wants to eat all the time and who wants to attach themselves to the host and how. I think the ones he impregnates want to eat all the time Got to it. then have more worms uh, or slugs, whatever you want to call them. And the ones that go in the mouth. They want to attach themselves they to him? They want to attach themselves to him. Or okay. they can do his bidding or protect him. Got it. Because they're the ones who... Uh, I don't understand, though, the ones that kind of seem uh, separated from his consciousness. Yeah. Unless they still have their own consciousness and he can, like, warg into them like Bran Stark. You know, like, maybe he, maybe he can't pay attention to... If you think about it, he may not be able to pay attention to all 5,000 people he's... In, or 100 people he's infected. Okay, I'm with you so Maybe... Far. Because it seems like he turns them on and off. Right. So it seems like there's like a few at a time he can do. And he was also, when he first got infected, yeah. he also seemed like he was going on and off from yeah. it, right? Yeah, and I think, it's, I think it's like a partial, like maybe until they all mold together, uh, it's not... Um, it's not a full consciousness yet. Like, they still are fighting yeah. it a little. Okay. You know, it's like when they're like, come back to me, you remember me in every movie ever when right. somebody's... Possessed by the dark side, yeah. like the new Transformers movie, where it's like, I'm optimist, I'm evil, I'm going to ruin it. No, I won't. It's uh, fine. Don't do the it. The movie ruins itself. Uh, ooh, ooh. Shots fired. Mm. Um, I took a really funny photo I posted on Instagram, uh-huh. where on the Paramount lot, there's um, Michael Bay Avenue, and then right yeah. below it was like the dirtiest dumpster. Yeah. And I just thought that that was such a funny image, because it's like, that was intentional. Where sure. it's like... We know that you've made us enough money. I, I tweeted something out like, we know you've made us enough money that we have to name a street after you on the lot. But we all, here's what we all really think of most of you. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing. I love Michael Bay movies. Transformers films are rough. I Interestingly, rough. I love Michael Bay Avenue. It's my favorite <laughs> street to walk down <laughs> on the lot. Exactly. I love, it's where I take oh, all my garbage. Oh, shit. Well, hey, so now that we, we covered <laughs> some of the cool parts... 
Yeah. Now we don't have to worry about, you know. Yeah, I, I do. I, I was, only have two pages of notes for once. Perfect. So we, we got the tons of time. We have too much time, almost. <laughs> almost. No, <laughs> never. No, we don't. Never. We're going to run out of time. Um, Always. <laughs> but I was, I was, they did a pretty good job of, like, explaining, like, when the girl with the, that got the thing stuck in her mouth and she was able to rip it out, she was able to articulate and explain sort of the reason that the slugs were there mm-hmm. and what their purpose was and what they did. I would have loved, just included in that explanation, a reason for why they were all morphing into him at the end. Well, they show that in her, they show in her flashback. They show that the slugs took over that planet of weird animals yeah. and then eventually they all became one thing and then the, it basically just consumed the whole planet. So that is, the end goal of that is to consume the planet. The end goal is okay. basically to z- zap up all life forms into one fleshy, gross thing. Nice. And then keep consuming that till there's no more left and then psh, to the next place. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's so, all I need. You know, it's so a metaphor. The movie has been completed for the me. The movie has been completed. Yeah. <laughs> the movie has reached completion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not what I meant. Uh, <laughs> bone do... spike sperm. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> bone spike sperm. Can we do the plot in under three minutes? Let's try this. Let's see what we got here. All right. Okay, so we got an asteroid that lands on Earth. There's uh, awesome little Sam Raimi type shots through the through the woods. There's a lot of horror homages in this. The pod's opening up. Slither comes up. We got the worst mayor ever, who played the villain in every movie in the '80s and '90s. Just went like, "Fuck you, man!" Oh, hey, mayor. Hi, sweetie. How's it going? Uh, Elizabeth Banks is a hot teacher. Uh, they're the cooters are the mascot of the high school, which I thought was amazing. Uh, Michael Rooker is kind of a weird husband, but he just wants to get his rocks off, but he comes off kind of creepy, but then he's more sympathetic than he's a slug. Uh, anyways, there's the crying <laughs> game karaoke. He goes out there. He's pissed off cause she won't give it up. Uh, Elizabeth Banks, his wife. He goes and is about to hook up with this other girl, and then he gets hit by the thing. Yep. And then, uh, so he walks away, and he comes back home, and Elizabeth Banks has uh, changed her mind. She's like, yeah, we should reintroduce romance into our relationship. And uh, she's impressed by how he's rediscovering her body, and he's like a new person. He has sex with her like a teenage boy for the first time. Yeah. Uh Um, (laughs) No girl's ever been impressed by that, by the way. (laughs) Nope. Uh, And then, okay, so then they're about to go to some event celebrating the beginning of hunting season, and, like, the things start coming out of his stomach, and he's like, oh, I gotta go to work. Um, um, so he leaves, and she goes to the thing, and Nathan Fillion hits on her, and yep. they connect. And... and then he goes to the Brenda, uh-huh. and her poor daughter, son, or whatever, the baby's sitting in there, and he just <laughs> bone sperms her, and she's... <laughs> and then he takes her to a, a cabin in the woods somewhere, and then he's getting all this meat. A lot of raw meat keeps taking it over there. Uh, they start realizing all these pets are missing, and they start trying to figure it out. And uh, then they go to... Oh, no, no, no. And then he shows up at Elizabeth Banks' house, and he's all weird-looking. And, and he has a, and they come in, they bust in, and the cops bust in, and he has like a squid arm. So they're like, we got to figure this out. And they start to piece together where he's going to be next. And that's when they find Brenda the giant womb. And she's literally the size of a barn. She's just a flesh ball. Well, they show up, they show up, and he is oh, killing animals. Yes. And he's turned into a squid. Um, and so then he runs away, and he leads them to the thing. And she's that, she takes up the whole barn, Human and womb. she explodes. And then all the slugs come out, and they all go into the deputies. Um, and then, uh, and then the, 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 the slugs go to the town they start taking over everybody uh they 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 attack elizabeth Banks. she shoots the one guy's head off and the slug comes out it's awesome uh they go to the town they realize the whole town's been taken over poor uh jenna fisher aka pam from the office gets taken over they're fighting everybody then they realize oh we gotta go oh shit okay i'm just gonna do it uh you wanna do it <laughs> uh, you so, do it so they go into the teenage girl and then she rips them out and then the family comes and, and they got a uh, flashback they, of everything that's going on on the other planet yep and uh then nathan fillion drives back into town um with elizabeth banks and he or not she's not with him yet and no. he rescues her the girl um and then they go where elizabeth they go banks comes back uh because oh good they all the zombies kidnap elizabeth banks and put her in like this gown and they're gonna he's gonna reinstart the romance and he plays it and he puts all their photos up in gooey blood and then nathan fillion shows up he's about to fight him he's gonna throw the grenade the grenade goes in the pool instead he gets the bone sperm in him and then he puts the propane in the spike it blows him up and then they wake up in the, and, and he has the and, and you gotta and have two to get all wounded everyone and dies and they walk away they walk off the three of them the uh-huh. daughter elizabeth banks and I love the Law and Order thing at the end, and Nathan Fillion. <laughs> That's pretty much the movie. Yeah. Um, it's super fun. It's like an hour and twenty five minutes before credits. It's paced really well. It uh, <clears throat> it's fun. But at, I, like an hour thirty three after credits, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What was funny to I? There are a ton of homages in this that I wouldn't even. I don't even know if they're homages so much as just like blatant. Like this is exactly how something <laughs> else was shot, which I didn't mind because yeah. I thought it was awesome. And the reason I said it's the most. Uh, 
the highest budget trauma film ever is James Gunn actually started in trauma. He wrote Tromeo and Juliet. I don't believe he did. No, Lloyd Kaufman directed it, but he wrote it. And Tromeo and Juliet's actually my favorite trauma film because it has some actually really good shit in there. Um, and then also uh, Toxic Avenger Part 2 is really good. You should check those out. Damn, Although you may not so like works. either of them. I'm not sure. I don't know. But so that's the, that's the funny thing, though. I think the reason that this movie seems so scaled back for me is because I'm used to Guardians of the Galaxy James Gunn now, which is like times 5,000 what the budget was this, for this. Yeah. Um, but it was cool to see still his quirky style and his characters and how every single character has a little bit of a twist to them. Uh, and also, I love the setup of the town when they're showing all these shots of the town. And I'm like, this is so typical, like, middle of nowhere USA. You know, it, it felt like the, just... It, it was like it. it was like the beginning of Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. Where they just yeah. show, like, Southie Boston. Yeah. And it's like... It's what it was. It's, Except it's, so, it's like the Southern Confederate right. version. Right, but it was of, like... A per, it wasn't yeah. like extras. It was no. like, hey, we need some townsfolk. Yeah. And the townsfolk were like, I don't want to be in a movie. I also feel like they they did a good job of not making fun of the town. It wasn't like, oh, we're just a bunch of dumb hillbillies. It wasn't like that. It was just like, they happened to be in the southern town, and there were varying degrees of stereotypes, and then people like Nathan Fillion or Elizabeth Banks or even, uh, you know, uh, there's, I forget who else was, um, the mayor is hilarious, but he's not like, it's not like, because sometimes when you have a town in the south, it just immediately lends itself to just making fun of southern people. Right. And I don't think they do that in this they movie. They didn't do it at all, I didn't no. think. Like, even yeah. the, the parents of the twins and the girl who gets the yeah. thing pulled out of her mouth. Yeah. Uh, I don't know her name. What is her name? Do you oh, have it? Because um, I'm just going to keep referring to her as the girl who got the thing in her mouth. I don't remember. Um, but the parents, the parents there were, like, completely... Uh, like they weren't stereotypes. They just wanted they were family just fun time. Yeah, uh-huh. they just wanted family fun time. Yeah, and family fun time became we're trying to murder you and turn you into one of hey, us. Fun is relative. It's a relative word. Yeah, but there's the Sam Raimi show. Oh, but the horror homages that I so easily got off track from. There's the Sam Raimi shots through the woods, just like Evil Dead in the beginning. There's the the other shot that I know. There's other moments, but the Night of the Creeps. The whole movie's kind of a, an homage to that. And then the moment in the bathtub is dead on Freddy's glove from Nightmare on Elm Street. But it's so weird seeing this, like, s- slithery slug going towards her. I thought, and I, I was, like, watching it with uh, no point of reference, but I was like, I wonder if it's going to be the water that kills them. Because, like, every every yeah. movie like this, had yeah. the, the alien has some sort of vice or, like, yep. Achilles heel. And it got into like the signs. water. <laughs> well, kind of. Swing, Bradley, yeah. <laughs> swing, or whatever. I actually yeah. like signs. Uh, I liked a lot of signs. Until the end. Until the end. Yeah. Um, but the way it was, like, slowly moving through the water, oh, you I thought was, it was like, gonna be like, I wonder hey. if it's going to crap out right here, like, right before it gets her yeah um but then it didn't no. but it was still it was a very tense moment and, and then she very, kills him with the with the, the curling, curling iron, iron which is awesome because you just see the worms uh, pass out which the thing i like <clears throat> especially about this movie is how practical a lot of the effects are there's you know there's some cgi obviously mm-hmm. but that's what makes it imagine if michael rooker's character when he's all freaked out when he's all like squitted out like that if that was CGI, that would look shitty as hell. Yeah. But you see the tangible. There's something tangible there when he has like the saliva building up, the weird fangs, the goo on his face. It's nasty. It's grosser that way when it's real, when you can see it. Absolutely. I, I hate it when they do CGI creatures in movies. It drives me up the fucking wall. Um, Unless you need to, you know. Michael like, Rooker's character. Um, I that was the one point where I was like. Uh, like he's he himself lends like he the person lends towards the character of like merging into a creep or like which is funny because i've met him in real life a few times and he's the nicest i bet he is but he plays yeah weirdos for sure yeah definitely um and i don't know i almost feel like it would have been better executed had he not been that in the beginning and they just had a loveless marriage like yeah he was a normal dude and they just like had fallen out there's almost like a 180 they do where like when he, fir- I wrote down when he first tries to hook up with her, when he first tries to have sex with his wife, he's super rapey. It's like borderline rape. He's like, "Come on, sugar plum, come on, let's do this." And she clearly does not want it. Yeah. And then he's like, "Well, when do you?" But then they redeem him when he's going off in the woods with Brenda, and she wants him to get on her, and he's like, "I can't do this. I can't." And then they go. F- I was gonna say, then they see the the trail of slime, yeah, and they follow it out into the middle of nowhere. Then they find this giant slug thing. 
and they get close to it, and that's when he gets speared. I don't know about you, but if I see a trail of, um, you know, mystery slime yep. in the woods... I'm not going to follow, follow it. it. No, oh, I'm not, you, not, not going to follow it. You would definitely follow no, it? No, so this is the same thing definitely we were talking about with, with killer clowns from outer space. Yeah. Like, Why if would... you encounter something foreign in the woods, fucking leave Get the woods. The fuck out of there. The, you Get don't have there. cell phone service. No. There's no, no support around you. Like, if, Come back in the daytime. If I were on with the street. Yeah, totally. If I were on the street and saw that on a busy street, I would stop and I would walk away from it and I would find someone else and I'd be like, hey, do you mind going to take a look at that thing? <laughs> and I would not be the one that did it. No. Especially not in the forest. No. The only time I would maybe do that is if it was like in my backyard or something. I'd be like, what the fuck? What's in my yard? Yeah. What is that? And then I get speared by an alien bone spur that turns into a bone spear. Yep. So semen <laughs> there we go just just say that every once in a while there you go um so then michael rooker uh yeah if he i wish that it was just a loveless marriage and he didn't come on like such a creep because then they do kind of sympathize they make you sympathize with him later on when he, and it would have worked even more if he didn't come off as rapey mcraperson in the beginning yeah and it didn't it didn't do anything for it like sh- so it was set up because then she... his twist to being creepier would have been better totally now and don't get me wrong i love the movie but yeah i agree with that because i feel like they started with like he's creepy so we're gonna cast a creep and then work our way backwards but he he doesn't really pull off not creep as yeah. well as he does creep. He should have just been like a lovable guy who's just like, I'm trying, I'm yeah. really trying. I hard. almost feel like Nathan Fillion and he should have switched roles oh. a little bit. Like I love Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion was great, but like that His type of person. His you know reaction I mean? when the it's... grenade goes off. I'm skipping way ahead, but at the end when, the, when he tries to throw the grenade, it goes behind the couch, he goes and gets it, he's about to pick it up, he gets knocked out of the window by the squid arm, and it rolls into the pool and blows up, and he's just like, it's just total Buster Keaton deadpan, and it's perfect. I had so I had two favorite moments in this movie, and that was one of them. Yeah, because they amazing. set it up so perfectly in the beginning of the guy being like, "Do we need to take this one <laughs> grenade we have?" And he was like, "No, leave the grenade. We shouldn't need it." And then he Obviously. somehow had it. Yeah, and then well, because they went back it. and got it. Right, right. But yeah. he he couldn't use it. Yeah. But my second favorite Chekhov's part, gun. It's the best. Uh, yeah. Isn't Chekhov's gun. Don't know. In Anton Chekhov plays, if there's ever a gun, oh, he always uses Oh, it. yeah. I think it was before mm-hmm. Chekhov, though. Anyways, whatever. But but I like to say things that point. sound smart that aren't fully researched. <laughs> well, the thing with Chekhov's gun is they there were a lot of restrictions to Chekhov getting a gun. Anyway. Um, <laughs> there should have been. There should be. Anyway. Oh, um, look, uh, grenades don't kill people. People kill people. Oh, I just want to throw that out. I got in a huge deb- uh, Anyways, but, we don't okay. need to get deb- Um But my second favorite part, and this was actually my favorite part was when Nathan Fillion drives up to the house to check on her the first, or they're like they suspect her husband of uh kidnapping the woman right yeah, yeah and so they drive up to her house and when they pull up the neighbor across the street is putting the garbage out they have probably a 3 minute conversation and when they leave he hasn't moved he's just standing there still messing with the garbage and it was some extra who was just like <laughs> For consistency, we need you to just stay there. And so <laughs> the whole time, he's just in the back, like, like looking in garbage. And like, <laughs> I've been that bad extra before in the past. He's just there the whole time. I it's so a, great. I remember playing a bartender at one point, and I'm pretty sure every shot, I'm just like, Doing the thing that no bartender actually does, which nope. is put a cloth napkin in a in a in a glass and go. Yeah, <laughs> no bartender. I've never seen a bartender do that. Let me blow germs in this glass. <laughs> yeah, let me get my own saliva, you know, dust in there and uh-huh. just nip, nip, yep. spread it around. Spread it around. All right. So um, I, I thought it was hilarious that the high school mascots were called the Cooters, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty ridiculous to me. And I, I really wanted to see what that mascot looked like. I can't remember if they showed or not. I, I don't think they did. I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> oh, the, let's play our first sound clip, which is the. Worst karaoke song I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I know Oof. all there is to know about the crying game. Uh-huh. I've had my share this is my favorite. of the crying game. Yeah. Which is so funny because notes. I feel like modern karaoke bars in more metropolitan areas, you get spoiled and kind of, it's kind of annoying because if you live in like Los Angeles and you go to a karaoke bar, you have a bunch of musical theater kids that are singing like, 
show tunes or Adele and fucking destroying it. And I have a decent voice, but I don't have a great voice. Yeah. And so I would go to like Sardo's Karaoke, rest in peace. That's mm-hmm. where I met my wife, and it's now gone. Uh, they they saw that that was the best they could do. <laughs> the They're like, "There's nothing There's else. Nothing, we, we can't uh, top this. Shut it down." Uh, but anyway, so um, yeah, I, you go to karaoke bars here, and it's like people are like, "Take me for who I am, who I was meant to be." You know, and just like hitting all these crazy notes, and then I get up there like, "Come on, baby, light my fire," in like the only vocal range I can do, which is like baritone, maybe tenor. If I Ooh. really warm these puppies up, yeah, you know, you gotta warm them and, up and uh, strain them. Or I, or I try something adventurous and then realize... Have you ever done karaoke where halfway through you're like, oh, I, can't, I can't sing this. Well, no. Or I only know the chorus. Uh, so <laughs> That's happened that's, a lot. That's a lot of fun. But there, I can't sing at all. So I, when I'm up there... Little, di- little did you know, though, uh, Jesse can rap like a boss. Yeah, so get at me, folks. Get at me. Get at him. Um, I, don't, I don't know yeah, why. I don't, why would that you just, get at him? It felt like that was the time to be confrontational. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I can't so sing. So far, we're so doing really good. We're about eight we're, minutes in the movie. We've gotten one sound clip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've never been halfway through a song and been like, fuck, I can't sing this. I always, if I'm doing it, I just lean into not being able to do it, and I sound a whole lot like her. And but I do it more on purpose than yeah. she seemed to be doing it. But you're right. It's like there people. So I had a manager at a restaurant one time who wanted to do like a fun team building thing, and he was like, "Let's go to karaoke." And it became clear immediately that he just wanted to let people know that he was a soulful R and B singer, not a <laughs> restaurant manager. And he like got a stool. He like did the sitting oh, on God. a stool with the one hand on the mic thing during karaoke. It's like like know where you are, man. You're not <laughs> <laughs> you're not on the Voice. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to hit a button and turn around and be like, I want you to be on my team. Right. Like people were, it's not like people were sitting in the front row sipping brandy, like giving golf claps after. The only karaoke I like now is if you go to Koreatown and you rent a room and you have just your friends singing karaoke. That's fun. Because then everybody can cut loose and you got your great singers, you got your shitty singers. You don't have your drunk team of women singing, Don't you wish your girlfriend was oh, hot like me? And they're like falling off the stage. It's incredible. Or the dude that picks a weird song like uh, somebody saying, um, I want to fuck you like an animal or Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Okay. And he's like, I want to fuck you like an animal. And you just see the entire crowd just go, we'll just step back. <laughs> just, you know, you just pucker up a little bit. Just a little pucker. I saw the last time I was at karaoke and then we can move on. But the last time I was at karaoke. Oh, please. Uh, yeah, no, 15 more minutes. This is a 10 minute story. So buckle up. Um, the, there was a dad who, and I should have looked up the song because I bet it's like a song that everyone knows. Yeah. But it was a song. It was like a heavy metal song about the three little pigs. And he just like... Oh, that's Green Jelly. Yeah, little so, pig, little yeah, pig, let I, me I in. I had never heard it before, but he just went up there and fucking slayed it, and everyone was like dancing right in front of the stage, and I felt like I was a spectator on a world I didn't know. <laughs> it was amazing. I actually had that cassette tape, Green Jelly, uh, Little Pigs. Anyways, all right, enough about our karaoke songs. Um, so anyway, when so Grant, this was a great depiction of karaoke. Oh, yeah, that's, d- that's the in karaoke that. everywhere else. Everywhere besides L.A. and New York, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, and I like that. I think it's fun to see people yeah. who are just up there who they don't sing, and they just love to get up just there and sing time. whatever weird-ass song they want to do. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a show tune. It's I think it's more fun. Uh, anyways, uh, so he gets hit by the, the worm, like we said. Why would you follow that into the woods? And then they show the x-ray of it going up into his brain. <laughs> That's a cool shot. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what the shit? <laughs> yeah. And I wrote, Grant is fucked. Uh-oh. And then he wakes up and gets fucked. <laughs> That's what I wrote. You know, that's my, you know, very eloquent notes. Sure. But we talked about how Elizabeth Banks is like, Grant was just discovering my body all over again like a like a teenage boy. And it was amazing. And I'm like, I... I I didn't ask my wife about this, but I assume any woman you ask if they said that you made love to them like a teenage boy discovering their body, it it probably wouldn't be a fun experience. It would be uncomfortable, and it would last about five seconds. <laughs> yep. It would be. Yeah. Also, just to be clear, Elizabeth Banks was probably negative 15 years old when he was a teenager. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and how I love Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. She's uh, she, I'd be hot for teacher in this movie, too. She's, she's awesome in it. Um, and let's do clip number two, actually. This is when he's been infected, and he's going and he's gathering up all this raw meat, and we don't know why yet. Meat. 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 Now, I don't know if you can understand, but he's saying meat, meat, 
meat. Yeah. <laughs> Super gross. Yeah, it is gross. So that's where, if he was normal before and then turned creepy yeah. here, it would have been awesome. This but. is this is like a little bit like the Sugar Water Men in Black scene where yeah, Edgar yeah. like, oh, sugar, sugar, sugar water. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, um, I like meat and, and I go, specifically whenever I go to Whole Foods, and I'm looking at their, you know, their super expensive, nice slab of filet mignon or some yeah, good steak. Hell yeah. I feel like I just stand there for a little bit and I creep people out because I just kind of get a little giddy about it. And I just go. <laughs> nay, nay. And people That's go, weird. would you like something? Yeah. And like, nah, nah, mate, nah. mate. That's um, all I can say. I was uh, several years ago in college. Um, s- my roommate came home and he was like, uh, he's like, I just ran into this girl. Um, I'm super into her. Um, and but I I haven't slept in like 24 hours, but she wants to go meet right now. Uh, should I take a nap? Should I take a rain check? Should I go meet her? And I he had like just woken me up. So I was like a little groggy. And he was like, what should I do? And I was like, <laughs> nay, nay. And then he went, maybe you should go back to bed, go? man. Yeah. I need a new roommate. Uh, so the weird tentacles uh, look so gross. I love that Toxic Avenger was on the TV. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know if you know. And he's like yeah, yeah. dipping, the scene where he's dipping the mop in the hot tub. They're like, hey, idiot. Um, when... Grant's face starts swelling, and he's like, "It's just a bee sting, honey. That's all. It hurts real bad. It's so you feel so bad for Elizabeth Banks because she's like, what the fuck is happening?'" Yeah. Then she finds out that he actually didn't call the doctor, and something is seriously wrong. Um, there's a basement full of dead animals. We find out. Yep. Um, and then uh, she gets attacked by Grant, and he has like this slither, uh, like this slippery like squid arm mm-hmm. around her neck and the cops are going to shoot him and he runs off and then this is the mayor's justification for what must have happened to Grant. Can we play clip number three? Y'all show some respect right now. And you, you don't know what was in there. You said it was dark. You don't know what the hell you saw. His arm was all bendy, Mayor. Well, it's obvious Sebastian's got Lyme disease. Oh, okay. What? Lyme disease. You touch some deer feces and then you eat a sandwich without washing your hands. You got your Lyme disease. And that makes you look like a squid. <laughs> oh, well, fuck you all for laughing. That's my favorite. Yeah. Well, fuck you all for laughing. Yeah, I felt that before. He has some of the best one-liners in this movie. I love that character. Um, I don't know anything about Lyme disease, but I'm pretty sure... Don't think that's how you get it. That's how you get pink eye, yeah. maybe, if you rub your eyes. Yeah. I don't. And who... Who's just going around putting their hand in deer feces and then eating a burger without washing your hands? Well, first of all, a sandwich. But Why are second you? of all, they, that's, Thank you. that's hunting, that's hunting a, country there. That's hunting so country. that's what they do. <laughs> the deer feces make you blend in. Yeah. It's just like zombies instead of smearing blood I, over so you blend in with the zombies. Let me be clear. I know nothing about hunting or Lyme disease. No, so I, I know can't nothing. contribute. I'm almost 50% sure, so a little less than 50% sure that Lyme disease, Lyme disease you get it from a, a bite? I thought like it was a tick. tick. Yeah, a tick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not. Yeah. It but, could know, also be a sandwich be after deer feces. After deer I'm going to go with sandwich after deer feces because yeah. this movie told me. So they're all on a stakeout. They have a cow out in the middle of the yard and the cow gets its neck slit and is dra- dragged off by Grant. But before that, when Grant comes out, the old man, who I think has one line in the entire movie... Says quite possibly the most graphic and confusing thing I've ever heard. Can we play clip number four? It looks like something that fell off my dick during the war. <laughs> let's unpack that. Yeah. So please. what is? Okay, I know he's older, yeah. so maybe he had some sort of something that fe- that would fall off. But why is it during the war? Was it an injury? <laughs> is it something he contracted during the war? I, I don't understand. Don't this. even know which. One. I assumed he was talking about the war on drugs. <laughs> That's but what it is. Yeah. I yep. don't know. I can't be sure. Maybe he's talking about. You're fifty percent yeah, sure. I'm a little, I'm almost fifty percent sure he's talking about the war on drugs. It's just the weirdest. It's. I almost feel like they rolled the camera and were like, "Just say whatever you want." And he said that, and everybody was like, "What? We gotta keep that." Well, <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? He's like, "Oh, you don't want to know." And they're like, "Okay, roll, moving on." Or they, they did his shot last, and he had a hard out. 
and he's about to hit yeah. overtime, and yeah. they're like, well, well I'm all, right. all right, we're using it. But it I made guess. me laugh so hard because I was like, what does that mean? I mean, I'm assuming he's making a reference to like an exact, like, I actually assumed that he was talking about Vietnam, and it was like an exotic locale, and so he got a weird bug oh, thing. Oh, I thought you were going to say he got like a, a bad prostitute or something, but you were going with a weird bug. A weird bug thing. So he got, maybe he has Lyme disease. That's from I mean, a bug that fell off his dick. That's what happens when you get Lyme disease, so you they, look like that. So they go and they find Brenda in the barn, mm-hmm. and um, last we saw her, she was being impregnated by bone spear sperm. Yep. And bone spear eggs. And uh, now she's literally a face on a giant ball of flesh. I don't know how her body, I don't know where her arms, her hands, uh, neck, feet, anything else went. Swallowed up by the bowl. Swallowed up. It's just, and it's kind of grotesque. She's like freaky, even though it's cartoonishly done, it still grossed me the fuck out. Yeah. And it's just this face, but she's like, I'm so hungry. And then she yells, Can we play clip number five? And it rips open, and all these she explodes, and all these wor- these slugs come out, yeah. and they go in everybody's mouth except for Nathan Villian and the one female cop and Elizabeth Banks and the mayor. Everybody else totally fucked, and it's just they're swir- uh, anytime that happens, like it's just squinting around, like in the new movie Life with Ryan Reynolds, where the thing goes in his mouth. I'm like, uh, 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 uh. like I won't, I don't even like eating. Uh, octopus when it's like whole, you or, know, or spaghetti. Or sp- yes, I don't even. I, ugh, ugh, spaghetti. It's gross. Um, I, oh, so, shit, we have nine I know, minutes. I know. I <laughs> How did, did we do this? Look, I did want to say I don't, and I want to be clear. I'm not advocating for turning babies into slugs, but the baby was sitting there and couldn't defend itself. Yeah, and he turned the woman into a slug. Yeah, and. I guess I guess the baby's just chilling. Just for now. left the baby I mean, with no babysitter. So not only did he not care enough about the baby to turn into a slug, he didn't care enough about the baby's well being to find a babysitter. To find a sitter. I mean, maybe it was a deleted shitty. scene. I should watch a deleted Please scene. Please watch and the gag see reel. <laughs> see if on the gag reel it's in there. So the slugs go into town. Um, they uh, and the mayor again has a perfect way of trying to wrap his head around this. Most of my sound clips are the mayor. Can we play clip number six? Either you ever seen anything like that? You ever heard of anything like that? Huh? Me neither. I watch Animal Planet all the fucking time. <laughs> that's such a that's such a great justification. Like, <laughs> oh god, it's like it's like my parents or somebody being like, I don't know how to solve this murder. I don't know how to solve this crime, and I watch every single CBS procedural. Right. You know, it's like that's such a funny twist to like. This freak-out moment where these worms have just gone in everybody's uh, mouth, and then they pop up as zombies, and the one guy gets his head shot off, and the worm's popping out, and it slithers off. So it's literally like they just use these hosts as as shells, and right. then they can still survive until you kill the main host. But his reactions are so funny. I love the mayor. He's such a piece of shit. It's so brilliant. And he, like, is... He's the animal planet all the fucking time! He's the one who's, like constantly trying to figure out what's going on and justify what yeah. he's seeing because yeah. like he was he had the Lyme disease thing yep. and now he's like okay but so I don't know what this is but I'm going to check my local listings yeah. because <laughs> maybe there might a, be a week dedicated to this slug week yeah, on Animal Planet just miss. so uh, can we play uh, clip number seven this is when the girl's parents so they, they stop by this house to, to go and they go in the barn short, shortly out in the woods away from the house and they come back and the family's all been possessed except for the girl in the bathtub where the Nightmare on Elm Street homage scene happens. Now she's come out. She's killed one of them with the, the iron, the curling iron. She comes out. Her mom, her sisters, and her dad are all infested. She goes in the car. She's hiding and they're banging on the window and the two twins look super creepy. Yes. And they're hilarious. They're like, come on, just play with us. It's like the Shining twins that are zombies in Southern. It's horrifying. Can we play? No, there's no excuse. No excuse not to be with your family. This is family fun day, isn't it, Kyle? See, I know all about family fun day because my mom gets a little intense with like, she calls it, um, and I've told her several times to not call it this. She calls family bonding, family bondage. Meaning, oh, boy. And she doesn't get what that means she just thinks like i'm forcing you all to bond and we're gonna go do this trip and i have a highlighted list of everything we're gonna do we're gonna go to thrift stores we're gonna go uh look for some new furniture for you we're gonna then go to a restaurant maybe daphne's greek cafe you know she has a whole list of things and she's like family bondage starts now and i'm like mom mom stop 
Stop saying family bondage. Yeah. That means something totally, that means some eyes wide shut weird shit. All right, so don't do that. This is not a Kubrick household, please. And well, she's like, oh, you. Maybe that's what she means. I'm like, please never say that around my friends. Yeah. <laughs> never say that. And I've said it to all 12 people that watch this. Yep. Hashtag family bondage. In- including including Dustin. What's up, Dustin? <laughs> including Dustin. But yeah. I mean, hey, you guys do the shit thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, family fun day. Can we? And so then they're still banging on the car. The cops show up. They're like, what the hell happened to you? Can we play clip number eight? What the hell happened to you, Otis? Poison Ivy out back, maybe? <laughs> Where is she? The twins. So Where good. is she? Because he's looking at his arm. Poison Ivy out back, maybe? It's just so good. But that's where, like, they're still... I think they're still their consciousness. Right. But they're being, they're being kind of driven by this hunger or this, this force. So it's a cool take on the zombie genre where they're not brainless. They still can talk and still can function but they're driven by a, like the lizard brain like their their primordial prime primal instincts that's yes. the word i'm looking yes. for so either either they still have some of their consciousness and are able to try and justify to themselves why they're behaving this way or the slugs are evolved to the point where they have enough awareness that they can try and mimic like mimic yeah. some sort of adaption to their surroundings and be like this is how i can protect myself yeah. in this world that i just came to i think so i think either way i like either, that it's ambiguous either way is good so we're gonna move on a little bit here uh i love carla's little thing about or um what uh, nathan fillion did in the toilet at her his mom's yeah. house <laughs> and how it's still backed up from sunday i'm like dear god well we don't That's know what day it is several days oh it could just be monday it could be, yeah it could or it could be friday it could be friday we so, don't know the Mr. Pip rant. Again, the mayor. I pulled the mayor clip again because it's so good. Clip number nine, please. Where is the Mr. Pib? I told your secretary to pack Mr. Pib. It's the only Coke I like. The only Coke? Yep. Goddamn Brenda's floating like a water balloon. Worms driving my friends around like they're goddamn skin cars. People are spitting acid at me, turning you into kind of cheese. And now there's no fucking goddamn Mr. Pimp. Jesus Christ, Jack, let me get right on it. It's so good. <laughs> First off, that is a thing where in the Midwest you call it pop. Yeah. South you call Out it here Coke. you call it soda. Yeah. And then in the South you call it Coke. Yeah. Because when, when I've been to the South, you, you order, like, they're like, what kind of Coke you want? I'm like, a diet or regular? And they're like, no, we got Sprite, we got 7-Up, yeah. and I'm like, wait, those aren't Cokes, though. It's such an interesting little thing. That, amazing branding Coke has done. It's they're, amazing they're that from, they've taken they're, over. They're in, I think they're based in Atlanta. Mr. Pibbs so very... is the only Coke I like. Yeah. It's such a good rant. For It's like, uh, it's like when... Um, Johnny Mnemonic, when he goes on that lo- giant rant, and he's like, I want a $3,000 prostitute! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just such an unnecessary rant, but it works so well. And here's another clip from the mayor uh, where they talk about how that's uh, after she's she's got the worm in her mouth, we forgot to say, in the house, and she gets this vision of what they do. We kind of talked about we it at the beginning. A couple times, yeah, so. about 100 times. And uh, they start put, piecing together that they're, it's a living disease, and the mayor, again, clip number 10, says... If I weren't about to shit my pants, I'd be fucking fascinating. <laughs> I've, I, listen, you know what? Needing to shit your pants has never stopped me from being fascinated. No, because sometimes I eat basic four cereal, and let's yeah. just say that runs right through you. Sure. And um, I watch plenty of Animal Planet after eating basic four. It's like my morning routine. And sometimes... You have to, I gotta go before I pause the, for commercial break or whatever. So I do sometimes talk to the TV and say, If I weren't about to shit my pants, I'd be fucking fascinating. But then I'm like, No, I'm still fascinated. Yeah. But I am about to shit my pants, basic four. Yeah. Basic four. About to shit your pants. About to shit your pants. <laughs> Actually, shredded wheat is worse. Ruins fascinations. Ruins. <laughs> <laughs> Family Shredded bondage. wheat. Yeah. Ruins fascinations. Oh, shit. Okay. We got, I think we got a key. Do we have any any time other than that two minutes in the booth? Yes. Okay, perfect. Okay. So uh, the zombie deer attacks when he goes into the um, into the police station to get the grenade, and it's yep. fantastic. Um, there's a great practical zombie deer that looks like something out of an 80s horror movie that I love. Um, I love that the, the mayor wakes up, and I always think it's funny in a movie when a lighter lights up an entire room like a spotlight, <laughs> and that's when he finds out he's in the basement with all these... 
uh, impregnated uh, zombies that are like, we're so hungry. And he gets acid spit on his neck. And this is probably one of my three favorite moments when he comes up and he has like the giant like bubble on his neck. And he's like, you got to kill me. Please just kill me. (laughs) He's like, please just Darby, just kill me. And before he can even finish the sentence, Nathan Fillion just shoots him in the face because you're like, he's been waiting for a reason to do that. And he's like, okay, there you go. Yeah, it was very well executed. (laughs) It's so funny. So the mayor gets shot in the head after he's gotten acid spit on him, which I don't know what, how that helps the alien species, but whatever. It's fun. Uh, then we see all of them coming together as we talked in le- at length in the beginning with like the goo and they're all melding into the giant squid monster of Grant. And this is another one of Nathan Fillion's perfect reactions. Clip number 11. Well, now that is some fucked up shit. That's actually exactly what I yeah. was thinking. Yeah. Nathan Fillion speaks for me <laughs> in all circumstances. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. That is exactly what I'm thinking. So, uh, so from what I understand, uh, after a deleted scene, the mayor couldn't be fascinated because he was about to shit his pants. He did shit his pants, oh. and Nathan Fillion turned around and he said, "Well, now that is some fucked up shit." There you Quite go. Quite literally. Quite literally. Quite literally. You know, that's why they deleted it because it was too on the nose. It was. It was a little too on the nose. Yeah. Oh, that is some fucked up shit. Oh my god. There's. And and by the way, getting the shit on your nose, that's how you get Lyme disease. That is how you get Lyme disease. It's truth. Truth. Um, And then we already talked about the awesome reaction to the grenade. Uh, This monster at the end looks so cool. And all these like people like scream. Like, I love how he talks through all of them. Like, come on, Starla. You love me. You lied. You don't want to be with me. And all the pictures hung up by his like goo stamps is so gross. So disgusting. So disgusting. But then the propane, he's, he somehow gets the propane to go back in by shoving the other bone egg dispenser in, and the bone spurs, sperm is going in him, and then it, it sucks it in, and he says, shoot him! He blows up, shoots goo everywhere, and then we have the womb. Let's just play the woomy clip again, because it's so fun. You need both of them things and you to get all woomy. Oh, that's awesome! You know, so uh, just word of the wise, kids. If aliens attack, you need both of those things. You need to get all wombed. I think that's part of uh, that's part of the health class I was in. Yep, that was instructed yep. to me. You need both of those things to get all wombed. And then the thing I find awesome is that uh, Nathan Fillion is a man's man because he walks three plus miles with bone sperm coming out of him and a gaping hole in his stomach. Yep. So uh, he is a man. That's what I'm saying. That's incredible. I've always said that about Nathan Fillion. Yep. I've met he him a few times. A he's a man. He's an awesome dude. Super nice guy. We did the. We did the white guy shuffle together at, at a Comic-Con dance party once where we did the that thing. For the, yeah. all of you listening, yeah. try and imagine what this thing is. <laughs> the white guy shuffle. I'm going to go I'm going to go as Castle this year for all. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have for this week's episode. Until next time, where can they find you, Jesse? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse or for Sketch at The Prom Losers. Yeah, and I'm at The Ben Begley. We are at Guilty Movie Guys. Start throwing some suggestions at us. Uh, we're going to do goofy kind of guilty Halloween classics all month of October. We're looking forward to some gory fun. And so throw some suggestions our way, although uh, it only takes two. It takes two to be that's, unanimous. That's a past precedent. So. I always said. And until if you haven't seen Slither, check it out. Let us know what you thought about it and also watch Night of the Creeps. But until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menuno, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. <laughs>